Everybody wants to be successful, and yet we all have different ideas of what that is. Finding success is the journey we embark upon to go and get what's ours. We are willing to travel down within to find our greatness buried deep inside of us. Questioning society's views and flipping the script, putting our own stamp on life. We're here because our future is within our control. Finding success is how we grab hold of what is possible. The relentless pursuit of success starts here. We are Finding Success and we're here to help you break that monotony of your life and help you find your version of success. Welcome back to another episode, everyone. Happy New Year 2022. Kicking it off with the New Year. I hope everyone's doing well. I hope everyone had a good Christmas and New Year's. But now we're back. We're back to releasing our podcasts on every Sunday. We're back to the daily grind. We're back to grafting. <laughs> but we all wish you and we all hope that you had a, an amazing Christmas and New Year anyway. So this episode, Butson. Yes. What's it going to be about? Um, About structuring your finances. It's the beginning of the year. It's January. It's the toughest month for everybody. Um, In the UK, anyway. I don't know about I think most companies pay early, don't they, in December, so you can have a decent Christmas. And um, it's, it just makes January so, so long and so painful with all your money. Um, so it's a perfect time to get in control of it. Yeah. And that's what we're going to talk about now. I find you, you have, I think in January, you have sort of two people. You have people that have a lot of family that have to buy a lot of presents and spend a lot of money on the presents and the family and so on. And then you get the other side of things where some people have quite a small family, Um buy minimal presents or buy no presents and give it to charity. So you have two versions of people where they're very, very skint or they're not that bad. It's an average month for them. It's it's two and three really, isn't it? I think in this time of year. Definitely. And no matter which one you are, structuring your finances, it's just, it's going to help you out so much because you can, it will just, if you structure them now, set a solid foundation for yourself, the rest of the year will be easy. So come around January next year, it won't be so hard. It'll be, it'll be an easier month. All your allocation, all your money, you know where it's going and how much you need to spend it by. And, yeah. Yeah, that's right. That is right. That's right. So, January being a tough month. <clears throat> a lot of the reason is because people live paycheck to paycheck. Right? And what I mean by that is your money runs out by the end of the month and you're literally waiting on your paycheck to be able to go and get fuel for your cars, you're to get food. And a lot of people live like this. Fun fact, 40% People in the UK live paycheck to paycheck. Do you know what? I thought that'd be higher. Did you think? Yeah, I thought 40% was quite, that's quite a low. It is low, but it's still a huge amount. Oh, don't get me wrong. Yeah, but for people that, when you think about the masses, people yeah. that work in big companies that just follow the day-to-day life, follow the crowd, Good 40% of people well, works. Another statistic is almost 68% of people can't cover a 1500 quid emergency bill. No, there we go. And that's, that's yeah, because that's showing how little savings people have. So they might not necessarily be living paycheck to paycheck, paycheck to paycheck on the, the border, but they cannot afford a car breakdown or a car crash or a washing machine breaking. Yeah. That's a bigger percentage. So it's, that's a much larger chunk. 68%. Yeah. Interesting. In the US, 
uh, for the paycheck to paycheck is 54%. So higher. So higher in the US. Much higher, as well as their population. So again, huge compared to ours as well. But I suppose in the US, everything's a bit more expensive, isn't it, as well? I think in I overall know. life and overall taxes are a bit higher in the US. Yeah. Which is probably why it's... Healthcare and... Yeah. So so. Yeah, fair. Maybe that's where the difference comes into it. But if they structured their money properly, they wouldn't have the issue. They wouldn't live month to month. That's right. So, for me, beginning with the structuring, for me, the first piece of advice I'd give to anybody looking to start is building the habit of saving. That is the most vital thing you can do. If you don't build the habit now, you won't get it. Uh, you hear people talk about, um, oh, I'll get, I'll start saving when I earn some money, when I come in, you know, next year when I get a pay rise, all this sort of stuff. If you don't build the habit now, you're not going to do it when you get that new money. You're not going to do it when you get the nice £6,000 a year pay rise or whatever it is. You just, you're going to spend it. You can swindle it away just like you do your money that you get now. And, you're going to be in the same situation just more money going out the door yeah when your pay increases your living expenses will also increase if you're not already saving exactly yeah. and it's a terrible spiral and again huge I bet if that would be an interesting percentage to like try and work out or go and like talk to the people of the UK see how many of them when they get a new pay rise do they go and get a new car do they go and get a new house yeah. What? how much do they increase their living expenses um So, after you built the, when you built the savings habit, um, I personally recommend ten percent a month, just to begin with. That's such a small amount. In reality, it's a small amount, um, and I know that can be hard for a lot of people because people's living expenses are like one hundred ten percent of their like living expense they do, of their earnings, um, which is obviously a terrible position to be in because you're going to be in debt for the rest of your life. But force yourself to save ten percent. It's the best advice I can give you. And if, if people say that they can't, someone says, oh, I can't afford 10%, go back to a previous episode in the podcast that we've already mentioned about and about working out your finances because there's always money to be saved in your living expenses. As you said, you know, with that extra pay increase that you get, nine times out of 10, you can guarantee someone's going to increase. They're going to buy a newer car, a newer washing machine or a new TV and finance and so on and so forth. So, if you say that you cannot save 10%, I'm sorry, nine of that 10, I'm going to call you a liar. <laughs> sorry about that. You can save 10%, you just have to save elsewhere in your expenses. And in that way, you can afford to save 10% of your monthly, weekly income. I'm glad you brought that up because I was going to mention the next part of structuring your finances is having 80%, just to begin with, having 80% of your money for your living expenses. Yeah. And if that sounds hard, then you're living well above your means. Just like you're saying, if you cannot save 10%, you're living above your means, you need to cut your lifestyle down. And by, sorry, by living, what do you mean as in, um, what would you class under living? So, any subscriptions, like your Amazon, Netflix, your Disney Plus, all these sort of things that aren't really necessary. Your phone, I know they're essential these days, but... You can cut a bill. You can cut your bill down on that. I know people paying £100 a month for a brand new iPhone. So yeah. It's just disgusting money for a phone. You can get, so you can literally half, you can chop that bill in half, like over a phone call, like just get a different phone. Um, car, car finances. That's probably the biggest one these days. 
I think I did some research. The average car finance in the UK was like three hundred ninety pounds a month. A month, right? That is horrendously huge amounts of money. Just so you can, you look better off, didn't you? Because you got a nice flash BMW on the drive, you know. But if you can't save eighty percent of your money, you need to get a better car yeah. or get a better f- car financially for your financial situation. Um, don't go ruining yourself just because of that. So the big ones are cars, phones, and subscriptions. So you because People get in the trap of getting subscriptions that they forget they're paying for. Just five ninety nine going out the door that they they don't see on the bank statements because they don't check the bank statements. But it's still just a little. It's just a tap you've left open. Your money's just pouring out. So that's what you class as living expenses that are not necessary. Yeah, we're talking about Laszlo's hierarchy of needs as in living expenses. So your house, your shelter, you know, your warmth, ah. your food, medicine. That is sort of what living expenses we're talking about here we're not talking about the unnecessary products so if you have got those unnecessary products that are luxuries get rid of them and reduce your payments and that way you can hit that 80 percent marker on your living expenses and that way you know the living just purely your living account is the house food medicine water heat and so on and so forth. Yeah, I'm with you. Oh, sorry, I understand now. Yeah, that's the bare essentials in it that you need the shelter food, just like Maslow's hierarchy of needs. Yeah, if if you can't if you can't live if those things cost you over eighty percent of your your uh, your wage your earnings, then you just you're being ridiculous. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. And then so. Quickly going back to the full structure. So you've got 80% for your living expenses, yep. 10% for your savings to begin with. There's 10% left on the table. What do you recommend doing with that? So anyone in life, no matter who you are, you don't want to go and blow up the wall. You want to actually put it to good work. So we want ourselves to improve in some way of life, whether that is in being healthier, and obviously, we've all got, we start the new year now. So, this is the new year resolutions coming on and so on and so forth. You know, people are going to start signing up to the gym. People are going to start reading books or listening to Audible or whatever. Um, and I would put that and class that as self development. So, meaning that extra 10% that you put into it can be a gym membership, can be books, can be a course, um, seminars. Yeah, seminars, webinars, um, finding a mentor, you know. Just some way improving your self worth, improving your self knowledge, um, self development. Yeah, personal growth, networking skills, all this sort of thing. Just it's only a small amount again, but so f- for example, I used our, my personal growth fund um, for our networking event in London that we went to yeah. end of last year. Um, <clears throat> it sort of it just came out of nowhere, didn't it? We were just like, oh, should we go to this? Came up, and I didn't have to worry about any of my finances for that month because it came straight out of that pot. Yeah. Train tickets. Everything that night was paid for out of that pot. And it just meant you're constantly available for those sorts of uh, those sorts of things to just crop up out of the blue. Don't need to plan for it. You're just ready to go. Exactly. So, if you don't have that account <clears throat> saved and there's, I don't know, for instance, a special sale that you've seen on a piece of software mm. that we both use that I won't say the name, um, that a sale comes on offer and you want to go and you know have that self-development to use that software to improve your life, that's where that account comes into. So that's 100% of your earnings allocated. 
savings, 10% personal growth, and 80% for your for your living expenses. Yeah. Your home, your food, your water, all that sort of stuff. Um after that, once you've got that nailed, it's pretty easy to live like that, isn't it? Yeah. It's easy. Um how can you increase that savings? Have you got any techniques for us? There is a few simple techniques that you can find ways to improve. Before I go into that, though, I just want to talk about um, how you can set this account structure up. Yeah, yeah. Because a lot of people have a primary bank account, a bank account that the company that you work for or your partner that you work for pays into. So, you know, that could be another bank, Barclays or Nationwide or whatever. So that's the main account that your money goes into. And obviously, we spoke about three separate accounts here, savings account, self-development, and living. So how can you set up those accounts? Well, there's very simple ways. Online banking is now massive in our day and age. Technologies move very fast. We don't really need a physical bank. We don't need to walk into a physical bank and say, can I set up four accounts, please? We can do it all online now. And two of our favorites, or one of our favorites, definitely is Monzo. Um, I use it. It's a great bank to use. Very simple, very easy to use. And what you can do is rather than having three separate accounts, you can have Monzo as your primary account and set up three separate pots. So, for instance, a savings account, a self-development account, and a living account. And all you can do is structure your payments. So 10% into your savings, 10% into your self-development, and 18 into your living. Already set, allocated, when you want it to come out, set the date, set the time, and it goes out automatically. So you don't have to touch or think about or go into your bank account, oh, I need to pay 10% here, 10% here, and 8% there. Once you figure it out, it's done. It's very simple, isn't it? Um, so the, now you've worked that out and you set that up with a bank, Monzo, Starling, whatever. We, as you said, we can now work out how to go on. I was just going to say, just add to that because it's, you're spot on. The likes of Monzo and Starling are fantastic. But that goes hand in hand with automating your banking as well. Yeah. Like we spoke about on the previous podcast. So literally, you have no control over that savings. That 10% savings is going out. Without you pressing any buttons, it just does it. And that's another really good tip. Just automate it. It's so easy. You do it in two minutes on your phone. And you never have to like, there's no, oh, no, I'm not going to send that much money to savings. It's, it's just gone. You, yeah. don't you don't have to think about it or go and actually physically do it. It's done for you. Removing the emotion. Which again is, we're getting off topic here a bit, I know, because we're, we're all friends. It's um one of the biggest financial increases to improve your own life it's the simplest thing to do the simplest task to do but paying yourself first in that that structure that allocation the way that we just spoke about is just a completely different way of living to a lot of people it is but that is why 40% of people are living paycheck to paycheck you do this you follow this the greatest minds in the world have this sort of banking account structure in their personal lives so why would we not follow it it's fairly simple the question is, when? You do it now. It takes two minutes, five minutes. Set it up now. Find a bank account. Use it. If you've got Monzo, a lot of people have got Monzo nowadays and started. Mm-hmm. Do it now. It's simple. Do not wait. Yeah, get it done. Um, so anyway, sorry. We were talking about increasing our savings or going yeah. to increase our savings. Now, as we said, with the likes of Disney Plus and Netflix and phones and new cars, we can always struggle to, and pay increases, we can always struggle to reallocate our money. We can always go, oh, do you know what? I'm just going to get a new car. 
extra £50 a month, it's not really going to hurt. Well, if you do that, you should then also increase your savings because your whole life has increased. So just because your 8% has gone up, you've bought another car, it means yourself that don't need to go up, it means your savings account goes up. At the same time, you need to pay it evenly. So nine times out of 10, people can't afford to do that. So they won't. They'll realize, ah, oh, do you know what? I can't. I'll just live with the same car. I'll keep the same phone. And I'm going to find a way to improve my savings pot. Now, the finding success technique that we use here and that we teach here on the course is 10% every three months, we're going to sit down and work out and reallocate into our savings account. So as we said, the start was 10%. 10% into self development and 8% into living. What we do to fill that pinch every month or every three months, sorry, we reallocate another 10% into our savings account. So, but some will that increase to? Uh, for the first quarter, it would increase to 11%. And then another 10% after the second quarter? 12.1. Another 10% after the third quarter? 13.3. And so on. As you can see, the more and more years that you go on, you feel the pinch in your living that your savings will also increase. And it becomes easier with every 10% that you do, in my personal point of view. Oh, without a doubt. And the, the, the scariest thing for me is that you will double your savings in less than two years. Yeah. And it, it really is like, when I look at the money that I'm able to put away now, it's like, this is awesome. Like, you feel powerful doing it because yeah. it is, it's big chunks of money. And um, it's, it just motivates me more to want to keep growing and keep accelerating my wealth, et cetera, et cetera. It's just so, so simple, so easy. Um, I can't believe more people don't do it. Again, it's another technique that, you know, the top 1% use in their life to decrease their living expenses and increase their spending, uh, increase their savings, sorry. But it's just something that's not spoke about. No. Because who talk. wants to know how to allocate your bank account? It's boring. Yeah. But again, it's very important. It's one of the basics before you get into anything in life. It's one of the most basic things to do to grow. How old were you when you got your first bank account? Oh, mate. Been like 14, 15? Oh, yeah, I think I was younger than that. Really? Yeah, probably. I probably was younger than that. It's, it's mad in the end. Right, your parents are looking after it at that age. But then you know, there's never any education after that no. on how to use a bank. Here's a card. There's yeah. some money in it. Do what you want with it. Yeah. To earn some more money, you have to go to work. It goes in yeah. there and that's it. That's go to your employers. They'll put some money in it for you. You work harder for them and they might put a little bit more in it. And yeah. That's it. It's just... It's awful. So we're changing that. That's right. So anyway, yeah, talking about that, it is, again, just I want to reiterate that very point. Increase 10% of your savings account allocation every three months, every quarter of a year, and just continue doing it. The question is, when do you stop? You don't stop. You just continue doing it. Because eventually... Your living expenses will decrease because you're filling the pinch every month. It becomes easier because actually 10% isn't that much when you think about it. You're going to save money in the long run. Your savings account grows. And there's another little bit that we're going to get into. Oh, do you want to get into it now? About the next stage. where, where you, Once you've got your savings, where does it go? We could do. Yeah. It's a part of the structure in finances. So. so once you've actually got or continued to increase your savings, you can then go into investing, the investing side of things. So just because you've got money coming in and you're going to go, well, it's all well and good having this money in the bank account, but I'm not, it's not going to work. The next stage is from savings account, it also becomes an investing account as well. 
And that is why it's very important to increase that 10% every single quarter because it works out, it grows your life in the long run as well. Exactly. So accelerating by 10% every three quarters, every three months, it's, it's, yeah, it's solid, it's absolutely bulletproof. Um, and it also starts to motivate you to try and find ways of earning more money. When you start feeling that pinch and you say, oh, I want to accelerate my, my lifestyle, but I can't afford it because that's my well, structure's not allowing it. It forces you to, to become creative and yeah. find ways of earning money. And that's, again, what we're all about here, trying to find those, those ways of earning money. Um, One important thing that I'd like to say is we're not talking about being cheap. For instance, we want to live a prosperous and wealthy life and an enjoyable life. That doesn't mean we have to buy the worst product that we can possibly find because it's the cheapest product. We also want to live a happy life as well. Yeah, we want to live high quality, nice cars and nice homes still. Exactly. So just uh, don't go scrimping on life completely to put maximum amount of money away. Still live your life happily, but just live it in a controlled spendish way. And as you said, with more savings you put away, you want to increase and find a way to increase that living style, which means you're going to find way, ways of incre- increasing your uh, your income. Don't go driving 10 miles down the road to fill up with fuel when you've got a fuel station right in front of you. Exactly. Yeah. There's just no need. That's not, that's not an inspiring way to live. No. Um, so going on to the investing, at what point do we go from savings in cash in the bank, not doing any work, to investing and putting money to work for us? So again, if you haven't already, Go back to episode one and listen to the podcast all the way through because we've already spoke about this next stage. And I'm going to wait for maybe 10 seconds so that you go back Let, and listen so you get bored to make sure you go back and listen. Someone might be screaming at the screen, at the, at the, screaming it out. They know what it is. If they They're, do, then saying. good on you. Good on you. If, if, if everyone else isn't, then shame on you. No, I'm joking. <laughs> um, cash cushion. We need to have our three to six months living expenses in an account doesn't matter what account it's in, but the whole reason of saving is so that we can have a backup that if Joe Bloggs sacks us tomorrow, the people that live in paycheck to paycheck get sacked, we have a comfortable three months to live before we need to go and find work. It's simple. So once you have that and you have that backed up in an account, high interest or not, it doesn't matter, um, we can then look into going into passive investing. Now, I'm not going to talk about that too much because we have a an episode come up on about that, which you should listen to in the, the next few weeks. But that is where our savings go into. So once we have our three to six months cash cushion, we can then look into investing passively. The idea is to not have too much cash sitting around. Yeah. Um, I'm sure you're all aware, or if you're not, um, we're in quite a high rate of inflation at the minute. Inflation is when you basically lose your purchasing power. The value of money decreases, even though five is still a fiver. That fiver is not worth the same five pounds it was 50 years ago, 10 years ago, even five years ago now. Um, the most common was, what's the uh, comparison we do? The, the Freddo bar. Um, yeah. Freddo bars used to be 5p, what are they, 35, 40p now? Yeah. That's inflation within, you know, within ways. I noticed my pasta's gone up by 10p at Tesco's. And it's like, I'm not very happy about it. Cause it used to be, a, <laughs> used to be a round pound. For the whole kilo of pasta, and now it's one pound ten. It's oh, it's throwing all my bills out. Um, <laughs> no, it's not real. I'm not that. I'm not that sad. Um, but that's why we, after you've got your cash cushion, you don't want any more cash laying around. While we start sending it into markets, get it working for you, get it 
earning you more money, so you beat inflation. Basically. Exactly. I think I'm going to leave it there. I think I don't want to go continue because we just go into a whole deep <laughs> hole. Endless. Just... I did last night. You see these notes. <laughs> <laughs> so that is going to be the basics of accounting structure. You know, structuring our personal account. As we said, um, majority of bank accounts you can have three separate bank accounts, or you could have a Monzo or a Starlin. Um, as your primary account and then set up three pots uh, you know your living your saving and your self so it's all up to you there's no right or wrong answer on how you do it this is just the way we suggest you do it um, 80% into living 10% into self-development and 10% into savings 100% the savings and the self-development is very important you need to make sure that that is 10% to start off with and increase your savings every quarter by 10% to fill the pinch on your living expenses and that will cause you to find new ways of finding income streams to keep up with your living expenses. Anything to add about something before I close this out? No, spot. So guys, if you haven't already, go back and listen to episode one. Find us on Instagram, uh, Twitter, YouTube, all the links below. But for now, success is available for everyone. So why should you sell it for less? Obviously, this we are not financial advisors. Should you need help, please seek out professionals. This podcast is for entertainment purposes only.